Hey everyone, welcome to The Wealth Through Real Estate with Empire Industries. This is your host, Steve Rosenberg. I am the owner and co-founder of Empire Industries Property Management Company. Property Management Company, we manage about uh, close to 900 single family houses in the uh, Houston, Dallas, and Fort Worth area, soon to be in a couple more cities that we'll be announcing very shortly. Uh, the, the main reason that we have the radio show and why we even started the business, um, we're investors ourselves, we own properties, we're kind of in the heat of battle with everyone else. More importantly is that there's a lot of people out there that like to have people buy the flash of buying the property, but there's not a lot of people that actually show you what to do after you own the property. And anyone who's been on that side of the curve, like me, uh, who's bought a bunch of properties and maybe some wrong properties and uh, wrong when I say wrong they're wrong because it was a wrong business model you learn that there's a lot more that has to be done in the planning phases of buying a piece of real estate meaning buying it for a goal so what we talk about on the show is really we want to educate people so that they become more intelligent to make a smarter decision based on their goals and so the, the gentlemen we have here today are all ways to leverage your time, your knowledge, your education. And then we've also got a special guest here that we're going to talk about what happens once you actually buy something like that. So, again, we, we, the one thing that I think is, is out there that a lot of people love to hear is they love the numbers. When they buy a piece of real estate, everyone loves these cash flow and cash on cash return and all these fancy acronyms and stuff, but nobody really knows what they mean. And the one thing I found is that a lot of people that buy these properties, they don't buy them for a reason. They buy them because somebody said it was a great deal and they bought it based on this acronym that they don't even know what it means. And they don't understand that you're buying this property for a goal. And the goal has to have something where at the end of the rainbow, 20, 30 years from now, some maybe 40, 50 years from now when you retire, gives you that safe, secure retirement. And I think, you know, and we'll talk to everyone in here, but we probably all know someone that's had a horror story in real estate. And I was one of them. I mean, I bought a lot of wrong properties, made a lot of mistakes, didn't understand leverage, didn't understand how to utilize other people. And what I did is I was able to take that knowledge and turn it into lessons which turned that into a management company, which now is a very large management company that's growing with team and staff and everybody doing stuff. But again, you got to, you take those licks, you know, and you either take them as lessons or you set them up as failures and you go, well, this sucks. I'm not getting involved in real estate anymore. I better go back to the stock market or something like this. So uh, we've got our good friends, uh, Dre and Andy from Dre Co Properties. Thanks guys for being here today. Appreciate you having us. Appreciate it. So uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about what you guys do. Tell everyone just kind of what you do and, and what area of town you operate in and, and kind of how you help people. Okay. So we're a wholesale company. Okay. For those that don't want to specialize in marketing and sales, we go ahead and do that for them. Do, um, do, can you let people know what... Wholesale sometimes has that enigma that it's kind of that gray area, right? It's kind right, of like, right. well, what does that mean? So just for people that don't know, maybe you can give them a, a, just a quick education. What is a wholesaler? A wholesaler is somebody that goes out and they speak directly with the homeowner. Okay. Um, they negotiate a price and then they assign that contract for a fee. Okay. So you guys go out, you you do the legwork, you do all the, the, we'll call it the dirty work, the grunt, the... You sift through the, the hundred pigs to find the one bride right. to kiss right. it, to go, this is the one yeah. that matches criteria. So we get cussed out. We get we take all that 
Rocks four, thrown at you. For right. the buyers. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. The nasty letters, the yes. whole nine. Yeah. We do that. We get the property under contract, and then we, you know, we know a thing or two about repairs and sure. the investment, analyzing the investment. So we go ahead and do that for the buyer. Okay. So if, if I was a buyer and I was saying, you know, I want to get into this world of real estate. I see this Ferris wheel going around, round, round. I don't know how to jump on this thing, right? Because that, that's the biggest thing. Everybody right. sees the end product of right. these guys that have the Lamborghinis and the five cars and all that stuff. But they go, how did they start? Like, what, how did they start this thing? So you guys are a great on-ramp to get on that Ferris wheel. Right? Absolutely. Would, would you guys... And there's definitely a downside to that as well. I mean, the, the ceiling, there's a low barrier for entry into this business. And sure. so wholesalers do get a bad name. Yeah. Well, but... I, I think they get a bad name because they don't have a good business model. Right. And, you know, I was told a long time ago, the biggest reason people fail is laziness or greed. Correct. And Absolutely. they're either being, people are being lazy and they, they don't want to do the proper work or they're greedy and they want to make too much money on a deal and not save any money for the client who's looking to actually buy this mm, right. based on, you know, what the wholesaler is telling them it's worth. Is that yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. And what I would tell those people is the first thing that you need to do when you want to be an investor is start with the end in mind. You need to figure out absolutely. what your goal is, what you're trying to achieve, and then back it from there. Right. So if somebody calls you, let's say, let's say I've got my son here, 14 years old, just bought his first rental property. We're going to talk to him in a little bit. Congrats. Let, yeah. Let, <laughs> let's say that, let's say he called you up. Let's say he's, I don't know, 18. He can, mm -hmm. uh, and he calls you up and says, hey, Dre, I want to buy, I want to buy something. I want to get into this world. How, how does that happen? Right. So for us, we have a, um, a disposition team that will interview him um, and find out exactly what he's looking for. So a couple of questions is, is number one, what type of property that you'd want to purchase? Um, what area of towns? You know, what's that what's that value? What you know, what ARV that you're looking for after repair value? So so that we can make sure that we hand deliver the type of property that he's looking for. The other thing is the repairs, like what type of repairs can you handle? You know, do you have uh, a construction team lined up, um, financing, what type of financing you have lined up. And if you don't have those things, then we'll point you in the direction that you need to go to. Uh, but our main thing is that once we find a property, we want you to be able to make a decision on whether this is for you or, or not. Our job is to make sure that the numbers are correct, right? We want to take out the, the whole, you know, are the repair numbers correct? Are the ARV, is the ARV correct? We want you to be able to make a decision that, that this investment is for you, not that the numbers are, are incorrect. And so that's what we would do. We sit down with him and, and, and help him out in that process. And from there, um, as we bring in properties, we'd give him a call. Just that simple. So let me ask you this. Everybody has this pie in the sky I'm going to conquer the world when they walk in the door, right? right. I'm going to buy. I mean, I don't know how many people have told me they're going to buy 100 properties. It, it blows my mind. I'm thinking, mm -hmm. do you know what 100 properties is? Like, do you, do you, does anybody, <laughs> they don't even have that concept. They just, right. they saw it on TV. They, they saw right. the TV show, which glamorizes rehabbing and flipping mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And they come in and say, hey, I'm going to, you know, so he watches TV or YouTube or whatever it is he watches nowadays. Right. But they, they go on there, they watch these things and they say, hey, I'm going to, you know, you guys don't know what you're doing. I want 100 houses. Mm -hmm. So how do you talk them down to reality? That's my question. Yeah, I would say it's number one is they got to know what type of work that is going to be the, you know, what, what it takes to actually get this business going. A lot of people, just like myself, uh, HGTV is the thing that got me started. And I was like, man, I can do this. You know, people go out there, they get a realtor and the realtor finds them a house and then all of a sudden they make $100,000. Um, but we, we, and that's the reason why we put on our meetup is for that reason also is to kind of level set people that they understand if, 
you know, what it's going to take to, to, to not only get financing for that many houses, if you have to do 100 houses, how much, you know, how much right. money do you, would you have to have? Do you have right? a job? Right. First question is, is right. what do you do for work to right. afford 100 yeah. houses? Yeah, that's so true. Because, you know, uh, again, I get people all the time, they want my help, or they want to be mentored. And I'll sit down with them and they, you know, they want to conquer the world. And I'm like, well, what do you do? They're like, well, I don't have a job. I'm like, well, first thing you need to do is get a job. You, <laughs> right. got, you have bigger problems than this. Like we're having the wrong, I should be at the employment office with right. you, not at the real estate office, you know? That's correct. And, and so people don't understand that. And, you know, and, and, and Jet, you know, again, 14 years old, bought his first property. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, I did a lot of the legwork, but, you know, Jet, tell, tell everyone kind of what, you know, you and I drive around a lot. I yes. make him go to the gym with me mm-hmm. four in the morning. He gets up and goes uh, a couple days a week. But, you know, what are some of the things that you've learned that you were the one who came to me and said, hey, dad, I want to buy a rental property. Yes. So um, let's talk about that. So it started not even. Does he have a deep voice, by the way? Yes. Mm-hmm. It kind of intimidates me when I talk to him on the phone. Um, it started not even a year ago, probably last year in September, November. Yeah. Um, I said, hey, dad, I want to buy a property for whenever I get older, then I could have some cash flow coming in. Right. And so we had the conversation and, you know, it was, you know, it kind of blew my mind that he even thought that because, you know, we all do our stuff. We're all working hard every day doing what we have to do. Mm -hmm. And you don't really see how it resonates with your children. Right. Right. But it's like, he's, he's listening. You know, I, I'm in the car, I'm listening to Grant Cardone. I'm listening to Andy Frisella. He's, and he's sitting there listening to this all the time, just kind of ta- he's absorbing it and you don't realize it. You know, I'm always, you know, going to conventions and or I'm speaking somewhere. And, and I think that resonates with him and he sees that. <clears throat> and so the conversation was we started having a conversation. I think he wanted a new iPhone or something. And I said, well, you know, it costs this much money. And I said, you know, if you had a rental property, that would pay for the the the, uh, the phone. Mm-hmm. And he says, so. Every month I could buy a new phone. I'm like, well, that, that, that is that yeah, is an option. That, that's something you can do. But you know, but you know, again, that the fact that he even came to me and said, you know, how you know I want to buy this property, and I said, well, how much do you have? And he said, well, I've got I've saved ten thousand dollars. And I'm like, well, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. And then the one thing he said that that I, I won't forget is he said, well, how do I do it? How, how can how how do I make it happen? Not like. I guess I have to go save more money. Right. It's like, okay, I don't have enough, but there's a way to make that work. And I'm right. like, well, you can partner with someone. You can, you know, find a cheaper property. I'm like, there's a lot of things you can do. What you have right now is not enough. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, we can partner on one together, 50-50. You put in half, I'll put in half, and, you know, we'll go down that road. And um, and so that that's what we ended up doing was going half and half. But, you know, again... I don't think you real. I don't think we realize the the you know how it permeates out of us and onto other people. And you know, I, I'm sure, like all of us, we probably have different people that we hang out with now right. than maybe we did that we grew up with or people right. that we you know first started with. I mean, I know that the people that I hung around with when Pete and I first started Empire are a lot different than the people we hang around with now and, and associate with now. Right. And and I wonder, you know, do they pull you up or do you pull them up? I, I don't know the answer to that. You know, um, I know people will pull you down if, if you let <laughs> right. them. You know, right. I, I think people like to do that. Um, so, Jet, what, what was one of the things that was a concern for you? I mean, obviously you knew that I was going to make sure that you bought the right property and stuff, but what was some of your concerns? Um, my first worry was that even though it would be a good place that no one would rent it out. No one would rent it. Yeah. So we had to go through that discussion. So I, I, you know, he and I sat down for like a day and I sat down and explained to him, 
number one, we went to the basics of what is a mortgage, mm-hmm. how do you, you know, appreciation. And I remember drawing on, on a sheet just like this. And, you know, I, I drew the map of the United States and where things appreciate more and where they appreciate less and, and where they are in the middle and what a mortgage is and how you put money down. So I explained all this to him on a sheet of paper. And I remember going into his room a couple, like a week later, and it was up on his wall. And it was right next to, and he has a Grant Cardone poster. So it was right next to the Grant Cardone poster. So I said, what are you doing with that? He's like, that's what I look at every day. I was like, yeah. cool. There you go. So, I mean, that, you know, again, I think it's just, you know, we, I don't think all of us realize uh, for people that have kids how it resonates with, with all, all right. of us. Um, so we're going to go to a break in a little bit. And after we come back, we're going to talk with Stacy. Um, if somebody wants to get a hold of you or go to one of your events, how do they do that? So they can go to meetup.com and look up Wholesale Nation. It's the name of our meetup. It's the first Monday of each month. We get started at 6 o'clock um, so that you're on time. And um, so it's, it's, it's not exclusively for wholesalers, but we do a lot for wholesalers on that day, and we, we basically just teach them how to get started in the business. So if is it just like who else comes to these events? Like So we, we have a little bit of everyone in the room, um, but it's catered to the wholesale industry. And kind of like we talked about is that we want to, to make a good name for wholesalers again. Right. And yeah. so that's what we're doing. We're teaching them how to, you know, how to do repairs, how to talk to sellers, how to buy the property correctly um, so that you're able to bring value to the marketplace. So that's what we're doing with our meetup. That's great. That's great. And so how do they get a hold of you? What's the website and email? Yeah, so it's Draco Properties, D-R-A-Y-C-O, properties.com is our website. It's the best way to contact us. Okay. And you guys are on Facebook? We're on Facebook at Draco Properties um, also. And then, of course, you can reach any one of us, um, Andre King or Andy Speed, uh, on Facebook. Great. And if you want to get a hold of us at Empire and maybe have us talk to you or talk to your kids, uh, we could do that. Uh, you can look us up online, empireindustriesllc.com. You can give us a call, 888-866-6727, and we can do a free consultation if you want to give us a call, or just look us up on Facebook, Empire Industries LLC, and we will be back after the break to talk with Stacy Sutter about his business. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Wealth Through Real Estate with Empire Industries. This is your host, Steve Rosenberg. Uh, last segment, we were talking with Draco Properties and Dre King and Andy Speed. Uh, they do their monthly meetup. If you want to look them up, go to dracoproperties.com. You can talk to them about wholesaling. And uh, they've got a wide array of properties and deals and, and just kind of mindset. Uh, the next gentleman we're going to talk to, uh, it's, it's very interesting what he does because it's something that we are big, big believers in at, uh, at Empire. And um, the wave of the future and the wave of any growth of a company um, at any level, I think, is, is very dependent on uh, this person's role. So we have Stacy Sutter with Summit VA Solutions. Thanks for coming, Stacy. Good morning. Thanks. So tell us a little bit about what you do. I see you got a big cigar, but you only brought one. So that's my first comment I'm noticing, but uh, we'll, well talk you know, about there, that later. There's always one in the truck. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, so tell everyone what you do and, and what your company does. What we do is we provide real estate trained, college educated, background check, disc tested, virtual assistants. for folks in the real estate industry. So explain, I I know exactly what all that means. (laughs) Yep. I I got it. But for people that don't know, Mm -hmm. um, explain that maybe for like I'm five years old. Sure. (laughs) Um, What we do is we take folks that actually live in the Philippines Mm -hmm. and put them through 160 hours of real estate training. Um, We literally, the first week, start with the Texas promulgated forms, the addendums, how those two work together, 
they learn the contract honestly better than most real estate agents. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we also teach them transaction coordination. They have to score 90 or better on each one of those exams throughout the week. And at the end of the week, they have to be able to take a contract from the point of execution to the day that the real estate agent would actually pick up their uh, check from the title company. Then after that, then we go through all the other tools that real estate agents would use. Um, you know, it's MLS, database management, how to answer telephones. Um, you know, the list just goes on and on and on. It's 160 hours worth of training. It takes them an entire month to go through it. So, okay, let me ask you this. How many hours does the average agent use a virtual assistant, would you say? Well, with us, um, because I'm getting older and don't have the time to sit down and actually calculate, we don't do a by-hour product okay. or a company. We actually, it's just a flat fee. Okay. Um, they get 40 hours a week, five days a week, eight hours a day. Um, and I'll be honest, it's, it's 1500 bucks a month. Um, we bill that in two equal payments for the agents to help them with cash flow. And then after that, it's their, it's their employee. Um, we're not here to manage the virtual assistants, but we are here to support both the agents and the VA. Right. So one of the biggest concerns that I know a lot of people have is how do I know they're really working? Well, uh, there's, there's a couple of ways. My, my, my usual standard answer is, is the work getting done? Right. And if so, it's getting, it's, they're working. Um, the way I work it with my, with my staff um, and my operations manager in particular, I put her on Skype on my desktop. She's literally there eight hours a day with me. Um, we just talk back and forth. She's got her task. I've got mine. Um, but if I have a question or she needs something, we're literally right there to discuss it, just like you and I are sitting here face-to-face -face right now. Now, let me ask you this, and, and I'm, I'm kind of going somewhere with these questions. Okay, but go ahead. Do you, do you use them for strictly data entry? Do they use them for phone conversations? Like, what, what is their abilities? Well, if you figure that the second largest industry in the Philippines is call centers, we recruit the trainers, the managers, and the team leads out of the call centers. So their English is extremely good. Um, and then we work with our clients one-on-one -on -one to determine what their needs are before we submit candidates to them. Okay. Um, in doing that, if you're looking for an ISA, I'm obviously not going to recommend somebody to you ha who has a thicker accent. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, if all they're going to be doing is your transaction coordination, your back-of-the-house paperwork and putting things in MLS – they probably don't need as strong of English skills. Right. Now, when you when you get them, how I guess the first question: How many how many virtual assistants do you have? Uh, I mean, I'm sure as you get them, you probably place them. Um, so I'm assuming if somebody says, "Hey, I, where do I even begin?" I'm guessing they call you and and you find them, or do you have them in a pool? No, because we require that the virtual assistants go through the training program before they're allowed to speak to clients. Um, we run about four to five times a year. We run real estate school. Okay. Um, matter of fact, we've got a class that's starting now that'll begin in August and it'll go through the entire month of August. And those VAs won't be eligible for employment until um, September. Um, so what we do is it's, it's really catered to the individual agent. They get their basic core curriculum 
which is our 160 hours of training, and then whatever they need to learn in addition, we will then work with them one-on-one -on -one so that when they come into your office, they know what you use, how you use it, what you're using it for, and then you can work from there with them on how you want to run your business. Now, do you provide some form of... Uh I don't want to say it's training, but it's like, okay, I, let's say let's say I don't know anything about a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. Now I'm looking at this person on Skype staring at each other. Mm -hmm. How do I train that virtual assistant to be – you're teaching theory. I need reality. We're, meaning, we're teaching practical. You're teaching practical. Okay, yeah, so, so um, you know, we teach just – all the tools that, uh, that the real estate agents are using, okay. then you and I, if you're the agent, would sit down and we'd have a conversation about what CRM you're using, what MLS system okay. you're using, what database. Right. Because there's so many different ones. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that they can understand the concept, which is the theory. Right. And then there's the practicality of going, right. this is how you use HubSpot or Salesforce. Right. Or We've walked them through all of those. They've been exposed to them. Then it's just, yeah, you're right. It's a matter of them getting in it and playing with it. Right. Okay. Um, they just need a little bit. Of, but it, on the flip side, if you look at it from the standpoint of you hired somebody off the street, you'd have to train them how to use it. Absolutely. And then you're in the, still in the same position. For a much higher price point. A significantly higher price yeah. point. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at his list here uh, for the people that can't see it on Facebook. Land. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, the the stuff that he has them that they have that they can do, and and I'll tell you why I believe in this so much is, I mean, we got calendar management, email management, appointment scheduling, all Microsoft programs, receptionist, MLS data input, scheduling, showing, visual tours. I'm just skimming through here, training materials, PowerPoint, social media, social database media management. Now, is this one person can do all these things, or there's some of them that are specialties? Or well, one person look, has. And he's already buying. He's already taking a fire. <laughs> you already got a customer out of this. Boom. One, they, that's what our training program is made up of. It consists of this. Yes, they learn all of that. They're exposed to all of that. Then with then once they go through the interview process with a client, then we sit down with that client and go, okay, what do you need them taught specifically? And we'll take that one VA out with one-on-one -on -one training. My operations manager happens to be an industrial engineer by trade, and she will break it down and then teach it to them so that the learning curve, once they hit your office, is literally just 10 days practical experience and they're ready to roll. Yeah, that, that is great. And, you know, my, our experience at, at Empire, we're, we are huge believers in, in right person, right seat. Yep. And, you know, one of the things that we talk about with a lot of people is do you want to be paying someone – 20 30 dollars an hour whatever they're paying them to do a five dollar an hour job right and not that there's anything wrong with that but is what are they doing for the best use of the time so for example our bdms our business development managers mm -hmm. um the only time that they're making our company money is when they are negotiating contracts that's it if they're not negotiating contracts they're not making us any money so why would i want them filling out management agreements and filling out lease renewals and doing cmas when that doesn't really make us any money exactly the people that the virtual assistants that are that are offsetting them are the ones that are doing these kind of tasks so that they can make more money so you're you're exponentially growing your company without exponentially growing your budget absolutely and and i think a lot of people you know <clears throat> When I've talked to people about our virtual assistants, and, and again, we've used them in the Philippines and India and, and in Mexico, um, I, I explain to them, they say, well, you know, I, they're in Mexico or they're, they're in the Philippines. How do, you, how do you talk to them? It's like, <laughs> how do you talk to anyone? I mean, nowadays, like you said, Skype and the way technology works these days, yep. 
it, there, there's a mindset. It's more of a mindset issue. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest challenge people have when it comes to using a virtual assistant is that when they have to basically let go, they have to put a spotlight on weaknesses in their business model that they go, oh, yeah, we don't have a process for that. Just get out of the way and I'll do it myself. Because right. basically they're trying to cover up their own weakness of not being good leaders yeah. is what it is. And they're, they're basically, if they got hit by a bus tomorrow, their business would cease to exist because they have no systems. You know, and and that, that's my, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but that's a big thing that people don't understand. Um, I was a very large REO broker for many years. And we took my company uh, virtual um, and paperless about eight years ago now. Wow. And, and literally, I'd, I've been in the business 20 years, and I didn't have those systems before then. But we literally broke it down, put the systems in place, and, you know, our, our virtual team basically ran my REO business. Yeah. And, and, and probably better than you. Oh, yeah. Because that's all they're doing. You're, you're sure. running around. You know, these guys are out here. They're looking at properties. They're looking at deals. Oh, got to get that contract out. Got to talk to. All of a sudden, you're going, man, where did my day go? Right. I didn't get anything done that I needed, but I was busy. Right. And, and that's, that's the challenge, right? You know, with these guys, you could have a virtual assistant. You literally call in, their, uh, call in the address you're looking at, and they could run the CMA for you. Yep. And send it right back to you. Yeah, yeah. So, Stacy, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and talk to you more about the virtual assistants, how do they do that? Well, personal cell phone is 281-733-0885. Website is uh, summitvasolutions.com. Facebook is the exact same. Okay. And, uh, guys, how do they get a hold of you if they want to talk about some wholesaling uh, or come to one of your events? So, um we have our monthly meetup uh, the first Monday of each month. That's going to be at Wholesale Nation. You can go to meetup.com. Uh, you can also text the word meetup to 832-772-4330. Again, it's 832. Um, what's the phone number? 772-4330. And text the word meetup, and, uh, and you'll receive the link to our, our meetup. Okay, and they can. Uh, they, your website address is it's dracoproperties.com. And uh, look us up on Facebook. Facebook, Andy well. Speed, Andre King. Okay, send great. Us a yeah. message. Happy and and again, you know, I think it's one of the things that th- this is. You know, sometimes this takes people out of their comfort zone going to these meetups, but they're so vital to do. Right. Same thing with talking to someone like Stacy. It takes you out of your comfort zone, but it's what's needed to be successful. It's just like my son buying a property that took him out of his comfort zone, but it's what's needed to, to push the limits. Right. I mean, absolutely. These, these are things we got to do. If you want to get a hold of us at Empire and talk to us, uh, go to our website, empireindustriesllc.com, or you can look us up on Facebook, and we will be back after the break. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Wealth Through Real Estate with Empire Industries. This is your host, Steve Rosenberg, owner and co-founder of Empire Industries Property Management. Uh, Empire, we manage single-family properties uh, all over the Houston, Dallas, and Fort Worth area, and soon to be launching in a few more cities. And, you know, one of the things we really, really try to do is bring people on the show that help our clients because the people that are sitting in front of me talking are people that are in the battle. They're in the heat of battle. Um, You know, I've got my son here. He bought a property, 14 years old. Uh, I've got Stacy here. He shows people how to leverage their time. And we have Andy and Dre here who also show people how to leverage their time and their money by making smarter decisions. So what I like to do is just kind of bring everyone into this mix here. Um, so Stacy, if you were to talk to Dre, if they came to you and said, Hey man, we, we are just up against the wall on time. I'm just getting my butt kicked. I'm not getting back to people. Cause 
you know, people go to other businesses not because of price, but because they feel they don't care. I think it's 68% of the people will leave you to someone else because they feel you just don't care about them. Right. right. Which is really not the case. You're just putting out other fires probably somewhere else. You know, you wake up and you got 15 voicemails and you're like, holy shit, man, this you, is my day. This is right. how it starts, you know. So how would you help someone like this? What would the process be? Um, really, what we would do is sit no, down. Actually, talk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what we do is sit down and talk with you about what your needs are. What are you looking for? What do you not like to do? Mm -hmm. um, and then we have the virtual assistants who've gone through 160 hours of training. In your world, I would ask you what was specific to your business that we need to train them on. Um, in property management, um, they, they touch on property management, but there's two major programs out there, Appfolio and Buildium. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in your case, you don't probably use either one of those because you're not property managers. Right. But what program do you use? Um, then we would actually break that down if you would give us access mm -hmm. and then teach that to your virtual assistant along with whatever else you don't like doing. Right. Right. And there's a lot of things that we don't like doing. So yeah. we can, right. well, <laughs> it's it, a it, list it, about that long. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. Actually, <laughs> we actually have that list on our board right now. And it's, it's really our, our processes and systems. You know, we have our systems together, but we don't mm -hmm. have them documented. Um, and so using a VA to be able to not only document, but transcribe and, sure. and put it into, you know, video and everything. It's, it's what we're working on right now. Um, the transaction coordinating is, is huge in what we do because sure. there's usually the title is a mess for the, the properties that we're, that we're buying. And um, so being to, able to have help with that uh, would be something else that, of course, we would benefit from from a VA. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things, too, is what, what people don't realize is there's a lot of things that we are not good at. Right. And we don't like doing. Right. I mean, there's just, you right. know, and the one thing that I've always learned is you do a time study. And once you do that time study to see, okay, look, for the next two weeks, let's see, where does my day go? And then you track it. After that two weeks, you look at your calendar and you say, okay, what is it that I'm not good at or I don't like doing? Mm -hmm. And that's where you start breaking down to say, okay, what can I offload? Low, low level, low enjoyment tasks. What are those things? And then you start knocking those things out. And what I've found is, you know, even with our team members, when we bring in virtual assistants, you know, like I said, I think we have almost 20 of them that work for us mm -hmm. uh, individually. But one of the things that we found is once you open up to that idea of leverage, because, you know, we're, we're talking on the break, a five-minute phone call statistically is 22 minutes. So if you get a phone call, that's never a good phone call. It's something that you right. have to stop what you're doing. Let me find out. Let me call. Let me do this. That's normally on average 22 minutes. So all of a sudden, and, and that's stuff that I, I teach Jet, that, you know, you got to be careful with your time and protect your time because you don't get those 22 minutes back. You know, and, and so as you start realizing like, okay, that was 22 minutes. Now it's 44 minutes. If you have 10 phone calls, that's 220 minutes of your day that's gone. That had nothing to do with the plan of what your day was. You may plan, you know, some people say, man, I, I plan my day all the time, but it just, I cannot get it done. Right. And it's because you get all these things that happen. You get, you know, the, the distractions, the, the mini fires and mm -hmm. What we have learned in our business, because in the property management business, we're, we're kind of, you'd mentioned the, the trash man. We're, we're kind of the trash man of real estate, right? Nobody, nobody likes us or wants us around, but they need us, right? We have to yep, be there. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, we're, we're necessary. So, you know, what we've learned is everybody has a fire. Mm -hmm. Everyone's, you know, problem is a major problem. And, and rightfully so. We get that. But that's their perception. The reality is, is, is maybe it's not an emergency. A, a, a tenant with a toilet out 
is not an emergency if they have two toilets. A tenant with a toilet out with one toilet, now it becomes an emergency. So it's all perception, right? Correct. And so what we've learned is they may feel it's an emergency. Our job is to either address it immediately or to go ahead and explain to them that it's not an emergency to free up my time, right? right? Because I don't want to get consumed into something and all of a sudden, 20, 30, 40 minutes, an hour, I'm sidetracked in my day. It had nothing, it was never planned or in my hemisphere of what I thought was going to happen. And, you know, these are the things that we all have to learn. How do you protect your time? So do you, when you're working with someone, do you explain that whole concept of leverage or... Absolutely. We explain that probably every day. You do. The the number one thing that we run into is people that who are just aren't willing to let go. Nobody's going to do it as well as they do. Heroitis. Heroitis. And the problem is, it's like, look, you're not good at paperwork. Your broker told me you're not good at paperwork. You suck. Yeah. Let me let us just go ahead and take this off your plate and you go do what you do, which is sell real estate in your case manage properties in your case go out and find the next client to wholesale to right well and the, i think the thing is too is you know does doing paperwork make you any money no the answer is no, no. no. you know it, you know it's like everything we think of it at our company is okay does filling out a lease agreement it's necessary have to do it yep but does it have to be done by a property manager no it does not nope. and that's not the best use of their time And so you can almost, it's again, it goes back to the right person in the right seat Mm -hmm. and doing the right jobs, you know, and, and, you know, there's a lot of things that I think a lot of people have a misconception of where their time should be spent, you know, and as a company grows, and I'm sure, you know, you've probably done this as you've grown, especially having people in in other countries Uh leading them, your job is to become almost an internal cheerleader for them. Not to not to push them out of the way and say, I'm going to enter this data better than you. Because, again, that <laughs> defeats the whole purpose, right? Well, I've had VAs working for me in my real estate business for seven years, mm-hmm. and they pushed me out of the way. <laughs> you don't do paperwork well. Just, just, just send hand it, it over. Just give it yeah. to us, and we'll, we'll do it for you. Yeah. So how do you get over the, the, the misconception that they're in another country? Can I trust them? Can I, I mean, how do you – because that, that, what is – is that the biggest fear people have? Or what do you – what's the biggest pushback you get? The biggest concern is, you know, internet security. Um, we explain how to them how, you know, the security measures that are out there today, using use stuff like Dropbox. Um, on top of that, all the VAs obviously sign a non-compete, non-disclosure agreement. Um, but we're a little different in the fact that we're the only VA company we're aware of. We actually carry a million dollars in E&O insurance on all of our virtual assistants. And what's funny is when people talk, well, how do I know they're not stealing from me? Well, how do you know if your employee sitting at your desk right now is not stealing from you? <laughs> that is true. I sat next to my bookkeeper for five years. And over those five years, she embezzled uh, close to $22,000 from us. Yeah. A little bit and, here, a little and, bit there. And she was six feet away. Yeah. And, and that, I've never had a problem with any of my virtual assistants. Yeah, I, I, and I agree with you. I, I know a lot of people have these misconceptions, but it, it's one of those things that you know, and, and, you know, Jet sees me talking to virtual assistants. I mean, I'm, I do a lot of script training with them, mm-hmm. with, with our team. I right. mean, Jet, how many, how many days a week am I on the Google Hangouts or, or Zoom or some <laughs> type of thing with them? I mean, nonstop, right? Yeah. And, and, and again, but they are good workers. I mean, they, they are hard. They, you know, there needs to be more light shed on utilizing them because people, I think it's, 
I think people miss the boat when it comes to what is, you know, the, the, they think that the business should be everyone in this room. Right. right. And they can't think outside of that. And with the advent of the internet and doing things like, hey, I could buy a house. I mean, he bought a house. We bought a house together. We saw it one time. Right. Never yeah. saw it again, right? Yeah. Now they have a tenant in it. Probably will never see the house again. That, to me, is utilizing leverage. Someone else bought it. Someone else fixed it up. Then they sold it to us. We used a realtor. We used a mortgage broker. You know what I mean? Right. And we, we utilized the leverage that, I mean, Jed, how many times do you want to go see your rental property? Not too often. Not too often, right? Because that's what I teach them. That's not where that's not where your time is best spent. His time is best spent learning how to get another $10,000 to go on 50-50 with me <laughs> to buy another rental property. Uh, but, but those are the things. That, again, you know, that, it's the mindset issue. And it's funny. I... I I talk to people all the time and everyone tells me why virtual assistants don't work, why wholesalers don't find good deals, why a 14 year old can't buy a house. And I'm like, it's funny. Everyone tells me what you can't do, but no one ever tells me why you can. And yet I have three people sitting in front of me that all do these things. Right. Yep. And it's funny, just the misconception. Um, so we're going to go to a break in a little bit. So Stacy, if they want to get a hold of you and talk to you, how do they do that? They can call me direct here in Houston at 281-733-0885. Visit our website, which is summitvasolutions.com, or reach us at the same on Facebook. And if you're a realtor and you are doing some of these things yourself, you are losing money. That, that's the only way to put it, because you are, so, you are wasting your time by not making money by doing these kinds of things. So you really need to talk to Stacy, look at what his company does, because they really... They offer a huge value for a minimal amount of money. So you really need to give them a call. Um, and Dre, if they want to get a hold of you guys, you and Andy, what, what are they? So for social media, it's DracoPropertiesdotcom um, yeah, on, on website and also on social media. If you Google that, you'll get us, Andre King and Andy Speed. And also for our meetup, it's Wholesale Nation. It's on meetup.com. Um, you can text the phone number 832-772-4330. Uh, to uh, get um, invited to our meetup. I'm waiting for my invite to the meetup. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll get one. Maybe I'll get to talk at one yeah, of those one It's day. coming. Jet, do you know how they get a hold of us at Empire? Let's see if he knows it. Do you know yeah. it? Man. <laughs> Man. All right, if you want to get a hold of us, you can give us a call, 888-866-6727. Go on our Facebook page. We have tons of educational videos Go to our website, empireindustriesllc.com. If you click on there, we I think I have about seven ebooks that you can download for free. Uh, also, probably have, I'm going to say close to about two to 300 video blogs on there of us talking about free things that you can do uh, to improve your rental properties, mistakes that you don't want to make, just all the things that you should know if you're even thinking of getting in the real estate business go to our website. So we'll be back after the break with Stacy, Dre, Andre, and Jet. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Wealth Through Real Estate with Empire Industries. We got uh, Andy Speed, Andre, Dre, King. We got Stacy Sutter and the very own Jet Rosenberg. So uh, guys, we've been talking about all the good things and all the stuff that what you do and how you're successful and you know you put on your capes and you guys do fantastic stuff. So I think a lot of people also want to know some of the backsides of these stories right so let's i think a lot of people that i talk to they really want to hear i don't know if they want to hear how you fail but i think they want to hear the backside of the story because everyone always knows about the pluses right and, and i'm a big proponent of, of the reality and the reality is is sometimes you get punched in the face very very hard and it hurts 
right? Press. And you didn't do anything to deserve it, and you didn't even see it coming, but you got hit, right? right. So, you know, let, let's talk about you guys are in the business. Wholesaling is a tough business, right? Well, I mean, absolutely. you guys have got to grind. I mean, right. not only do you have to grind, once you get the deal, first you got to grind to get the deal. Once right. you get the deal and go through this hairy negotiation, then you got to find a buyer. Mm -hmm. Then you got to make sure that all of this comes together at the last minute with all the challenges and trials and tribulations to get to the closing table to actually make that happen. So right. let's talk about let's talk about your worst deal. Do you okay. guys do you guys have a worst? Everyone has a worst, right? right? Mm -hmm. Let's hear your worst. I want to hear something that just fell apart from beginning to end. Right. Is, is that Brentwood? <laughs> is that Brentwood? We, we can go with That's that That's probably the most recent uh, struggle that we've had. We negotiated a deal with, with the seller um, and had a third party come in, uh, another investor. They saw our blast. They saw that we were going to sell the property. We were actually going to take it down. We were going to buy the property and then resell it. I love that. Take it down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, another investor saw our blast. They went, knocked on the homeowner's door, and they basically offered them more money. Really? Double. So and you guys we offered double. Double. Yeah. Right. Wow, you guys did a good job on that one, huh? <laughs> we, <laughs> we did taking well. it down. We did good well. job. Um, so you guys obviously had it under contract. We yes. did, and we had memorandum filed. Okay. And the the seller was on their side, obviously. Really? So they just stayed in the middle, got in between us and the seller. We lost all rapport with the seller. He wouldn't talk to us. Really? Um, she tried to negotiate to get us the, to remove the memorandum, and naturally we weren't going to do that. Of course, we had already agreed to sell it to somebody on the back end, and he wasn't willing to give up. So we were just caught in between sure. these uh, the, in a tough situation. And, you know, we came up to that match that other person's offer, in which they didn't have a buyer. They were going to leave the, the seller high and dry. Right. Um, it's which, greed, which right? That, that goes back to greed, right? right. They were right. being greedy, right? Right. Exactly. So what... After that happened, what did you guys kind of, you know, and again, the, the, the interesting thing, it reminds me of like pro athletes and, and movie stars or, you know, singers and bands and stuff. Everyone sees when they're on stage and the, and the, the shiny lights, but nobody knows the 4 a.m. wake-ups, the, the, the down and dirty days, the mm -hmm. failures, right? No one ever talks about those. They go, oh, he just got lucky. Right. But it's like, yeah, but I've been working my ass off for 10 years to get, quote, unquote, lucky, right? right. Mm -hmm. So what is something that you learned that you kind of took away from that? Don't get greedy. Don't get greedy. I mean, we, I mean we you did everything sellers, right. You yeah. didn't do anything right. wrong. Right. I mean, right? right? Yeah, but I would say communication and don't be greedy. So um, for that seller, uh, that seller, obviously, that price that we negotiated, he didn't feel comfortable with. Right. right? And it's the reason why he took a, a second offer right. um, in that situation, even though it was double, right? And we could have came in double and still negotiated a um, a good deal for ourselves, but I think uh, communicating with the seller for some reason that seller was not comfortable mm -hmm. um, with what we offered, and that was the reason why we went with them. So I think it's for us is to always have great communication to make sure we're solving that person's problem, that yeah. seller's problem. Obviously, yeah. we, we weren't solving this problem with the with the amount that we were offering, and that's why he decided to go with with someone else. Yeah, and I it probably I'm sure a lot of that is setting the proper expectation. Right. Right. From the beginning, when you're mm -hmm. talking to someone and saying, listen, you know, because I, I used to wholesale a long time ago. Right. And I remember I, w I would talk to them and say, listen, I, you know, I'm here to help you, but I'm also here to make money. Right. So just if you have a problem with me making money, whether it's a dollar or 10000 or $40,000, if you have a problem with that, then we should not even go forward. Because if I can make $40,000, I will. Right. And you have to be okay with that. Right. Because I have something that you don't have, which is the ability to sell this on the back end. Right. Good. You know, you may not like what I'm doing, but I'm solving your problem. And if that doesn't solve your problem, then maybe we shouldn't even go any further because right. 
I'm solving your problem and I'm solving my problem as well. Right. So the reality was it was in channel view and okay. there weren't a lot of comps available. And we, we've taught our acquisitions manager when there's not a lot of comps available, you need to err on the side of caution because sure. you do have an investor on the back end that's going to buy it. Right. And we don't want to leave the homeowner right. high and dry. And a lot of wholesalers do that. We actually own three properties right now that we bought because you know, we didn't have a buyer on the back end and we're not going to do that to a seller. Right. Yeah. At the same time, he didn't know what he had. You know, he negotiated a price based on erring on the side of caution, but it w ended up being a phenomenal. Well, I, and I think price. a lot of times people, you know, when they're buying or they're selling, they base that on emotion and then they back it up with logic. Mm -hmm. So it was emotion, right? Whatever right. it is that you guys said to them, or it was an emotional play. Logic set in. That's why they have the the lemon law when you buy a car that mm -hmm. you can, set, you know, within so many days you can take it back because. Right. How many times people go looking for a car, and next thing you know, they're driving home going, how the hell did I just buy this thing? I didn't even want a car. Right. You know, that, that's, a, that's buying on emotion, right? That, yeah. That's buying on emotion. went windshield wipers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, went in, I, went in, I wanted a license plate frame, and now I'm driving home in a Corvette. So, yeah, that, that's one of the things that you got to realize that, you know, in your industry, right, wrong, or indifferent, you're the villain. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and you, you're the one who's ostracized in the public's eye because they put a review on you. All it takes is one or two or so many to go, oh, yeah, I'm not using them. Correct. And, and that's the thing that all mm -hmm. you guys have is your reputation. Mm -hmm. and, right. and I think the more that you can set that up in the beginning probably saves you a lot of problems. It may cost you a couple deals, mm -hmm. but that may not have been a deal anyways because like this guy. It right. was a deal, but it may not have really been a deal because they came back and said, wait a second, you right. know, and, and that's tough. That's right. tough. How, how about you, Stacey? What's, uh, let's hear one of your down and dirty, ugly stories. You know, I wished I could go, yeah, this is that. But honestly, we really don't have that. Um, with us. If, I want to live in your world, man. <laughs> it, it, after coming out of real estate, it's a great world to live in. Trust yeah. me. I'm going to never wear a white shirt. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, shirt's white, clean. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Cigar. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, you know, for us, we, because I am a broker, my deal is, is when we walk in, if an agent chooses the wrong virtual assistant, personalities don't mesh, we'll let them go back through the interview process and pick a different virtual assistant. If they come to me in 30, 60, 90 days and say, hey, look, I've given this a shot and it just doesn't work for me, my answer is the same answer I had as a real estate broker. Fine, give me 30 days notice and you're out of here. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't want the conflict. At my age, after you know, 20 years in the real estate business, I look to minimize that as much as I can. So let me ask you this. You, you mentioned earlier that you do disc profiling. Mm -hmm. and, and obviously, so people that don't know, disc profiling is uh, a personality profiling uh, of different people, different personality tests. Um, there's a D, there's an I, there's an S, and there's a C. And that everyone is some variation, but there's a dominance. Um, what do you guys normally look for? Is it a C? We look for, we look for a lot of C, a lot of S. Um, and it really depends because we also disc profile our client. Right. And so when we're matching them up, um, if I have a client that's kind of, let's say I have a client who used to be an accountant and now is a real estate agent, um, I'm going to look for that. I'm going to look for that VA that's got a little bit of D in him who's not afraid to tell him, hey. we got to make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the facts. Enough spreadsheets. Pick one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So do you have any a lot of pushback when it comes from, um, you know, them saying, no, I don't want this person. And you have to explain to them why they, you know, because it's opposites, right? Everyone, you like, if I'm a D, I relate with other Ds. Right. I don't really relate with I's. 
but right. an I may be perfect for what I actually need in my business model. Right. If what we do is we, when we disk test them, we send them a sheet that explains the disk profile to them. That's good. Um, and then we'll have that conversation if we need to. If they don't seem to get it, um, we'll have that conversation. Do most of them get it, do you find? Yeah, um, most of them do. I mean, they're coming to you because they have some form of problem, right? Right. Um, the best days in our world is when we've got a client who has gone through the interview process and the words that come out of their mouth is, I'm torn between three of them. Yeah. All three of them are great, and I don't know which one to pick. Why Can one? I sleep on Why it? is it one? Yeah. <laughs> At which point I usually say, yeah. you know, go ahead, pick two then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not an or, it should be an and, right? Right. All right, good, good, good. So, uh, Stacy, if they want to get a hold of you and they want to talk to you, and again, this doesn't have to be real estate agents, right? This is anyone. But I know you specialize in agents, but right. um, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and talk to you, how do they do that? They can reach me at 281-733-0885. And in social media, it's summitvasolutions.com. And the website is the same. Okay. And guys, how do they get a hold of you over there? So if they're a buyer who wants to get onto our buyers list, they can text the word buyer to the short code 67076. That's 67076. Text the word buyer, and we will reach out to you and interview you and uh, find out your needs. Uh, again, if you want to contact, contact us about our meetup or if you have any questions about wholesaling, or if you just want like a consultation on what should I do to get started in the wholesaling business, you can uh, text that phone number 832-772-4330. Uh, Draco Properties on social media is, uh, is where you can reach us. Great. And uh, if you want to talk to us at Empire, we are here to help. Again, you know, we, we really try to connect people as much as possible. This is for anyone out there that thinks buying real estate or being involved in this industry is a one-person job, they are crazy. And, and it's like playing a football game by yourself, right? It's just not going to work. You just can't do it. And, you know, there's a lot of things out there that work against you, whether on purpose or not. They just do. Um, some people maliciously, like you guys talked about earlier, intently try to do things to mess up your life and your, your business model. Right. Um, but, again, you know, that's why we're here. We are always trying to help our clients, whether they're, whether we help them or not, whether, you know, I have people after, you know, Jet bought his property. I've had so many people call me saying, man, that is so cool. How do I get my kid to, to, to even think about that? You know, and I said, well, give me a call. You know, I don't, I don't need to manage your house to talk to you. We can have a conversation and I'll just tell you, hey, have them start reading these books, have them listen to this. Um, Jet, what is the one thing that I have you do every day with part of your chores? You have me go on to uh, Grant Cardone University and watch a video. Yep. Every day he has to watch a video. That's part of his chores. That's right. <laughs> Teach him young. Teach him young, right? Yeah. How to stay a hundred ways to stay motivated. I mean, right. that, that's, you know, again, that's those, these are the things. I don't think you've been doing those lately. Have you? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be off the air. All right, Jet, if, if they want to find you on Instagram and follow you, what's your Instagram? Is it a handle? Or what's it called? Um, I, I don't know. What's your name on Instagram? On Instagram, it's uh, Jet Rose, J-E-T-T-R-O-Z. And your little snappy chat thing? They don't need that. Oh, they don't need that. <laughs> All right. All right. And uh, if you want to get us on Empire, it's www.empireindustriesllc.com. Thanks, everyone, for being on. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. That's funny. That's embarrassing. Too young for that. <laughs>